Hello, and welcome to Lodestar's Lending Leaders. I'm Jim Paolino, founder and CEO of Lodestar Software Solutions. On this podcast, I'm going to be talking to leaders in the mortgage and real estate industries. Our goal is to talk about current events, interesting things from their end of the industry, and anything else that we feel is fascinating. Lodestar's Lending Leaders. On this episode, we're going to have another of our America's Next Top Homebuyer segment. Um, I would like to introduce a very close friend of mine, uh, Dr. Justin Delashahi. You're going to hear me call him Boo Boo throughout this podcast, so I'm just going to get that out of the way right now. That was his nickname from the fifth grade bus. Um, and even though he is a doctor, I'm just going to call him Boo Boo throughout this process anyway. Um, Justin closed on his first home on Monday, uh, so congratulations. We'd like to have him on for this. He's also a frontline healthcare worker right now in the middle of a pandemic, so thank you for taking time away from your schedule. Uh, to talk to us about the joys of home buying and home ownership. All right. I'm so, ready. Hit me. Okay. Let's, you closed on Monday. You're living down in the Miami area. Let's go, you know, how did this process start? Like, just walk us through, you know, what, when did you want to start looking for a home? What was that like? And we'll just roll with it. Yeah. That. So um, my partner and myself, uh, Carla, uh, were really honestly probably starting to look uh, for homes uh, in I would say March April 2020 mm-hmm. uh, when all this pandemic uh, really started up kicking up so to speak so mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't say for sure whether or not it started as a, a hobby uh, more or less and uh, mm-hmm. developed more into a serious search uh, thereafter mm-hmm. but uh, you know more towards um, from April towards uh, like June July is really uh, when we actually found one of the first properties that we really wanted to mm-hmm pursue and uh you know at that point it was a little hard putting uh, together some funds uh, we actually went through something called a um or attempted to go through something called a uh physician first-time homeowner loan uh mm-hmm. which uh you know specific banks uh, have set up for uh physicians uh, in particular usually giving them mm-hmm. uh because again they know our income is usually pretty um consistent and yeah. uh something trustworthy uh, so to mm-hmm. speak i guess uh they were able to put together, I think something that we were, where we would have to put down, I think it was a 5% uh, down mm-hmm. payment on a uh, condo or apartment mm-hmm. uh, in Miami, as opposed mm-hmm. to 0% down for a home uh, mm-hmm. in like yeah, a- I wasn't period. familiar. I've never heard of that actually, the physician's program. Yeah. And what was, what was like finding a mortgage? Like, where did you go? Did you start with your first bank and stick with them? Did you shop around? Honestly, uh, we settled on uh, basically the second bank uh, that we went through. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, SunTrust Truist uh, at okay. this point, and mm-hmm. what you know, we were actually just uh, really physically driving around uh, at that point, mask wearing and everything. And they were just like, "Oh, let's go, just uh, swing by in here and see what they have to say." And mm-hmm. sure enough, uh, the gentleman that helped us out said, uh, "You know, I know a guy that actually specializes in physician loans." Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we got his contact information and, uh, you know, honestly, uh, he was, I think, uh, not older on the older side, but uh, mm-hmm. I would say like, you know, late forties, early fifties, uh, but he mm-hmm. was actually a, really a perfect fit. Uh, he really mm-hmm. walked us through everything uh, and uh, was really there for us whenever we needed something throughout the process. Which Was he with Truist or was he like a, a broker through them? Like, was he formally connected to the company? Formally connected to the company. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, this was extending back t- uh, to essentially that June 
uh, mm. time when we uh, had that first serious thought as to, you know, we're ready for an actual purchase. And mm. uh, he was actually with us ever since then. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's February now. So that's essentially, you know, eight months down the line. So mm-hmm. uh, he has uh, had some patience, uh, put it that mm-hmm. way. Uh, yeah. with us. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was really uh, awesome to go through uh, the entire, you know, from the first time mm-hmm. when we talked to him to now, uh, he's really not only been a help, but also a pretty friendly throughout the entire process. So that yeah, was I mean, fun for us too. No, that sounded terrific. And then, so for you starting the process, you went to one bank and then you were literally just shopping for other banks. And at, yeah. at what point did you engage with a realtor? So uh, actually on that uh, first interested property uh, mm-hmm. that we had, uh, which was actually, if I'm being honest with you, in the same building that uh, we were renting at, uh, they had okay. a sale there. So we just went upstairs essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the listing agent and realtor that was listing it, uh, were both there and we ended up sticking with the, uh, realtor who was listing it online, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the entire process as well. So she's been mm-hmm. with us uh, from, you know, point A to now as well. Mm-hmm. So you had a pretty, uh, IRL process as far as things go, I would Surprisingly, say. Surprisingly. Uh, yeah. yeah. You literally <laughs> drove to the bank found the pre- realtor who was upstairs in your building. So that's interesting. And that's one thing that we, I feel like people in the industry, cause you have a lot of just like older people in the industry trying to sell to millennials. And they always say like, everything's going to be online. They're going to be on the internet the whole time. Like everything's going to happen that way. Um, and I think this is a good, good example of like, no, not really. Like you very much want to work with that person. Yeah. It was a uh, surprise in the organic, uh, yeah. especially since, uh, you know, we are dealing with the pandemic and uh, I think we just got lucky with, you know, obviously still doing the things that we we're supposed to do with uh, our mask wearing, hand washing, yeah. uh, distancing, et cetera. But uh, we're able to kind of interact with these people in closed environments, uh, so to speak, and yeah. still uh, get what needed to be done, done. So, and it sounded like you worked with that realtor for a little while too then. Yeah, I think uh, she probably got frustrated with us a few times uh, where we were just like, oh, we're interested with this. And uh, yeah. then we just said, oh, not really. did um did the realtor recommend other people for you to use like a bank or you know attorney title agent other points in the process like how much of the realtor's recommendations did you follow for the other people you had to work with so one that we did not really question uh too much was actually going with her recommended title company yep uh which i think we found out uh that's actually on monday uh was really associated with her uh realty business or realty group yep. uh which i'm not sure if that's typical or not but i was just like oh you know this yeah. is kind of like a back scratching uh deal like oh whatever but uh so we mm-hmm. found that out on the last day we didn't know about that uh, the entire process going through and i was just like oh well it would have been nice to know i think uh, mm-hmm. especially if we wanted to like reach out elsewhere uh for example uh, instead of just you know trusting this uh from you know point mm-hmm. did you were you under the impression that you could have reached out somewhere? I, I think so, to? but we were, so the reason I think we just uh, went with it, uh, so to speak, was mm. the sellers uh, in this case really wanted to get a quick turnaround and be like mm-hmm. done and out um, yeah. this property altogether. Uh, they actually wanted to be sold and you know closed in a 30 day mm. period. Uh, so. Mm as opposed to, I think the traditional like 45. Yep. So um, I think we were just kind of trying to expedite the process as best we can. Mm-hmm. Now as a answer to 
basically this same question as well. Uh, we took the title company recommendation from the realtor, yes. Uh, however, mm -hmm. they recommended also an inspection company and we decided mm -hmm. to branch off on that and do our own thing. Uh, mm -hmm. We actually had two uh, separate inspections uh, come in and do the same. I know usually you just need one and that's it. Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, I would say it's a good thing that I did because there were some things that one company found and the others did not. Mm. Uh, so I think that was um, uh, at least a good catch on a few uh, different areas. Okay, interesting. And then when you started working with this realtor, did you find that you, did you put in for properties and didn't get them? Was it very competitive? I think that's the thing that we're really hearing a lot. Like, did you have to go over ask? Like, what was the whole finding a property bid process? like? So... Uh, and it's nothing against her. I just think that she may have been a little bit out of our element. Uh, so mm. the reason I say that is because we found her uh, in our original neighborhood where we were renting. Uh, and then we started asking her to go a little bit uh, outside of that neighborhood uh, right. or it's more inland. Uh, so I'm not sure if that was kind of outside of her comfort zone, like I was mentioning there, but uh, it didn't seem like she was very well versed, uh, mm -hmm. so to speak, and not necessarily condo properties, but more so uh, home properties. Mm -hmm. um, so it was at times frustrating for us uh, to be like, hey, we want to see these types of properties or similar ones. And then her kind of go off into her own direction and not even actually sometimes not even able to get those uh, views of the properties that mm -hmm. we wanted and then just throwing her own that we haven't even heard of or seen before. And we're just like, you know, this is counterproductive. This is kind of wasting mm -hmm. our time. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a little bit uh, frustrating uh, throughout the uh, discovery uh, process, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just kind of spitballing questions as I think yeah. of them here. So um, we're going to go on this yeah. one ride together. But um, <laughs> during the process, um, what technology was used? Like, how were you able to see what was happening? Um, throughout the process? Were there apps you could log into? What updates were people giving to you? Was it good? Was it bad? Yeah, so uh, it was using a lot of Gmail. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> I think that's a, a given right there. But uh, a lot of the times we were really communicating through our realtor with the seller's realtor a lot. Uh, and mm -hmm. we were able to use like DocuSign, uh, for instance, mm -hmm. for a lot of uh, just formal documentation to be just uh, signed off on. Mm -hmm. uh, and Truist actually had like kind of a, their own uh, app, uh, so to speak, or just a web page to go through the whole um, <clears throat> disclosure process and mm -hmm. uh, you know finalizing loans and stuff like that. So that was uh, convenient uh, where we mm -hmm. didn't you know physically be present uh, at a bank or uh, with a notary or anything like that, uh, for instance. So that helped out a bit. Was that for the closing or just kind of the initial pre-approval? Like you still had to close in person, right? It sounded like. Yeah. Yeah, and so all the, like, wet signatures, like everything was out on a table signing. Yeah. So the uh, entire closing process, closing, closing uh, was done in person. Uh, yeah. But everything leading up to that, uh, mm -hmm. we were able to kind of uh, do a little bit more electronically. Okay. Uh, where again, uh, we were able to sign things uh, electronically, yeah. uh, even mm -hmm. able to do like a uh, what's called a property survey uh, electronic mm -hmm. as well. Uh, I mean, there's a definitely a good handful of things that we did not have to be present for in person. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Truist is a, is a huge lender. They're, they're a big time company. So it makes sense that they have a lot of stuff that's really good like that. We talk a lot about technology in the industry on this podcast. So that's why I wanted to kind of ask that question. Yeah. Um, what, what was the most frustrating 
part of the process? Um, I would say probably not being able to speak directly with the sellers uh, a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. So like <laughs> you would always be going through your uh, realtor to contact mm -hmm. their realtor to contact the sellers and mm -hmm. then the sellers contacting their realtor to contact yeah. their realtor. I, again, it was just like, why can't I talk to this person directly and mm -hmm. just hash out something that I want to discuss uh, yeah. through and through. And uh, honestly, that part was frustrating. And at times, again, if I'm being completely honest with you, uh, our realtor sometimes, again, because of the length of time that it took from our meeting her to actually make mm -hmm. the purchase, uh, and that frustration may have boiled over to the whole uh, closing process where I don't feel like sometimes she really fought for us uh, to on some issues. Uh, At the closing itself well, on Monday? The closing and negotiating, uh, just okay. final uh, closing prices and some concessions uh, that we had to make as well. So mm -hmm. uh, an example was uh, there was just a, a patch of, uh, you know, past water damage that was dry, no evidence of mold damage or anything right. like that. Uh, but it was very clearly obviously there before, you know, during our inspection process yeah. and they were quoting at like a $5,000 repair. And uh, these sellers wanted nothing to do with that. Right. And uh, we asked them to either give us a credit uh, for repairs and labor yeah. and stuff like that. And, uh, it just felt like our realtor was just uh, like, oh, these guys are wanting this. Uh, it's ridiculous. But she didn't, I didn't feel like that she was fighting for us mm -hmm. uh, to get that, uh, so to speak. Did they make that concession eventually or no, you, that's something you had to pay for? Oh, that's uh, something that we eventually had to pay for. And uh, mm -hmm. there was one last hurdle at the end too with the uh, uh, permits uh, being mm -hmm. open on the house. And uh, mm -hmm. you know the permit itself, I think, was for a twenty thousand uh, dollar bathroom uh, renovation, and that mm -hmm. was open. Uh, and the sellers wanted us to pay for mm -hmm. extending the closing date, and I was just like, out of principle, no. Yeah. Not, you wanted this closed thirty days right. on you. So uh, again, some uh, issues with the realtor really mm -hmm. uh, bothering me, but uh, Carla, my uh, my uh, partner was uh, even more uh, frustrated and uh, yeah. get pretty angry at times as some partners can. And <laughs> But uh, otherwise, yeah. uh, again, mm -hmm. the relationship with our realtor, I think, was a little strange. Yeah. Do you feel like in the end it was kind of anticlimactic of I'm just happy this is over? Was there actually like excitement around that final that final close? Um, honestly, I would say it was more relief, uh, than yeah. uh just having yeah. my signature done, uh, getting a little carpal tunnel with signing my name so many times. Uh, but, uh, honestly, after that was all done, you know, spoken for, uh, going over to the house and seeing mm -hmm. it, uh, in person, uh, for the first time, uh, you know, as ours, mm -hmm. pretty awesome. Yeah. Good. What you, you mentioned a lot about communication in the process. Is there anything else you wish was better? going through it i mean uh i i don't know how much better it could have been uh outside of again like i said directly speaking with sellers uh, as opposed yeah. to having to go through a middleman uh which mm -hmm. uh, like i understand the process and why it had to happen like that but at the same time if i want to just directly talk with somebody and say mm -hmm. hey uh what are we doing for x y and z mm -hmm. why can't i have that conversation so I, yeah. that part, I would say, mm -hmm. uh, was frustrating to me. And then um, 
you know, in, in general, actually, with uh, Gordon, our uh, load officer from Chuis, uh, his communication was on point. Like, mm-hmm. there was nothing I could have wanted more uh, from Gordon. And, mm-hmm. you know, he would even, he even went out of his way just to, like, check in and see how I was doing a lot of the time mm-hmm. during the process. And, you know, he didn't have to do that yeah. uh, by any means. He could have been just uh, a regular guy and right. said, like, oh, uh, he'll talk to me whenever I need yeah. something. Way to go, or, Gordon. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. Gordon was, a, was an all-star. Awesome. No, that's good to hear. Um, was there anything that you learned about home buying through the process that you didn't know beforehand that kind of surprised uh, you? There's a lot of steps. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's the whole, um, obviously the, the negotiation part of it uh, at the beginning, like, okay, how much are we going to buy this home for? Yeah. Uh, and are we going to like, and the one thing I actually didn't know before is like difference between a jumbo and a standard loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, can we get the scratch enough together to get to like down from a jumbo to a standard loan? Right. Uh, and if the answer to that is yes, then what do we need to negotiate down to? Uh, and then negotiating to that number or as mm-hmm. close to the number as you can. Uh, and then mm-hmm. again, the yeah. steps afterwards from there, uh, like, especially because we had a shorter timeline is just getting all of those done, done well, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, get everything that we need squared away for the closing process itself. Mm-hmm. And if someone was about to start the process, or if you were about to, you know, start it over again, what advice would you give? Well, have an idea of what you're looking for, mm-hmm. what your price range is. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, if you have either contacts in uh, certain industries, whether it's a uh, you know mortgage loan industry or even just like a uh, contracting and inspection mm-hmm. industries as well, uh, get them lined up. Uh, mm-hmm. They just uh, people that you trust as well, because that's really important too. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I always tell this to patients, for example, like especially if they don't have uh, a doctor in our system, it's just like, well, if you have a good relationship with the you know, a specialist or a physician, keep that relationship rapport is important. Yeah. Uh, and uh, again, trust is priceless, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, especially with home buy, because, you know, essentially a lot of people are looking out for themselves. So mm-hmm. uh, again, you have to also don't forget about uh, yourself uh, while mm-hmm. making some concessions here. And yeah, there. I uh, think that trust, I mean, it, it's funny for, for you to talk about bedside manner, right? Of, of, of Gordon and the other people you dealt with. But yeah. I think that trust is so so important and so overlooked, especially for, for people our age of like, no, we want to deal with someone like we need help going through this, whether it be our parents telling us, you know, what, what they did or, or other things like that. So I think yeah. that is a huge, don't get me wrong. If I want to set up a cable, uh, internet, uh, trust me, I'd rather just do, uh, uh, active chat, uh, yeah. <laughs> the internet, as this is all different. <laughs> but, uh, for some things, I think having a conversation in person yeah. or over the phone or something mm-hmm. like that is, uh, yeah. paramount. Do you feel like your perception of the mortgage industry, the real estate industry has changed for better or for worse from this? That's a good question. Um, I don't have a good answer to that because again, this is my first time going through this whole process. Uh, My father, uh, who I know you know, uh, Mm -hmm. is uh, very much involved in this industry and he was also involved in this whole process. He's a long time developer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A general contractor, developer mm-hmm. uh, in Rhode Island, uh, still doing it. Uh, and again, he was a again a cog uh, that really helped uh, move this train yeah. forward, uh, so to speak, here too. So it's mm-hmm. uh, he has a better appreciation of the industry mm-hmm. to answer your question. Yeah. Uh, I think you know he imparted some of his wisdom upon uh, Carl and myself, mm-hmm. uh, but the process I think is. Uh, at least for us, it was 
again, we tried to make it as smooth as possible. I think it worked out that way, but mm -hmm. uh, I can imagine so many other like uh, wrenches uh, thrown into the process, just uh, slowing things down or uh, stopping them altogether mm -hmm. uh, are definitely possible uh, with maybe other cases. I mean, I think we got lucky if I'm being uh, completely straightforward with you. So lucky um, in what way some of the people you found that you worked with or yeah, I mean, that I, you're able to get a home and, and close on it. Well, lucky that uh, I had someone with the knowledge of the yeah. industry to ask the questions that needed to be asked. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, uh, for example, going from a jumbo to a standard loan, like I had no idea that that right. was a thing. Um, for a better uh, mortgage loan rate, uh, which essentially yeah. dropped us down uh, 0.4%, mm -hmm. uh, which yeah. that's, that's not nothing, right? So especially extended out over uh, 30 years, mm -hmm. like we had. Yeah, that's yep. uh, over 100. Well, and also why, what is the difference between those? Why, why does it matter to the company? So uh, again, I would say it's more about um, loan amount. So loan amount right. and uh, mortgage rate. Uh, well, I'm with, saying like when something's a standard loan, what can they do that they can't do with jumbo loans? So again, uh, I think jumbo loans are a little bit more unlimited uh, with the amount of money that they're able to yeah. uh, loan to you. So right. I think that's the biggest uh, thing for someone mm -hmm. like me, uh, who's a mm -hmm. may or may not have the funds uh, to move forward with a certain property. So well, also if something's a standard loan or what's called a qualified mortgage, they can basically sell it to the government. And with a jumbo loan, they can't. So your loan more often than not is getting sold to someone else. And now your servicer is a different company that you're gonna be paying that may or may not be truest. Thank you for the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that that's also why the cutoff is different because Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they'll buy certain loans at certain amounts. So oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's why it matters. So learn, learning is fun. Um, I think that covers a lot of the questions I had. I mean, I think it was just interesting hearing about your process. That's exactly what we wanted. Is there anything else you want to touch on about um, the home buying process? Oh, uh, now that you mention it, uh, so I know you mentioned technology and you love yeah. uh, talking about technology. What other uh, technological uh, applications have you heard of uh, in this home buying process? Um, I, I was curious because some banks and especially some realtors or title companies, they'll have more of like portals where you can get updates in real time mm -hmm. um, about what's going on um, in terms of the communication and the status of, of what you're doing. So I was curious to see if that was the case. Um, one thing that's becoming more prevalent in the industry is um, digital closings or hybrid closings where like you're doing some of the process virtually um, or what's called um, RON, remote online notarization. Um, it doesn't sound like that was the case for you. It's still a pretty small part of the ones in the industry. So those are like the things that we're seeing. I'd also be curious now with realtors, some people are showing homes virtually mm -hmm. opposed to like the physical walk-ins. Um, was very curious in most people, myself included, my home search would start with Zillow or Redfin or a company like that. So I think it was interesting that it wasn't. So it's just all these little touch points of where exactly you were, how you were engaging with people was what yeah. I was. I, was I mean, I was going to say the uh, SunTrust Truist uh, did have a portal. Uh, yeah. kind of had like a, a checklist uh, set mm -hmm. up uh, so that you see where you are technically mm -hmm. uh, in from yeah. start to finish did you check uh, that often or at all well that's the thing that i really had to like upload upload documents okay. to and uh have them put it through their underwriting etc mm -hmm. so i think uh you know that was part of my uh process so to speak but um also there was a few virtual tours uh, that were available but uh they were not in properties that we were interested in 
Uh, so I, I, we saw that, but uh, it wasn't, uh, it just so happened the property was not okay. something else. Yeah, I mean, I was just, just kind of curious. It's going to be a lot different depending on the area. Mm -hmm. And I forgot if you touched on this, but was this the first home you put an offer on? Or were there other ones you put an offer on that you lost out on? Uh, so that first one in June uh, that I was mentioning previously, mm -hmm. we did put an offer on uh, okay. and the owner didn't even come back, but only ended up selling for like, uh, I don't know, like 40,000, 50,000 more uh, than our original yeah. offer, which I was just like, mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to get, get a sense of that because it's, yeah. because there aren't too many homes for sale right now that like price has really gone up and it's been very competitive. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, let me, I'll just say this, though. I mean, yeah. the uh, industry in South Florida is uh, ridiculous. Uh, there is a lot of cases where you would see a property go up and less than two weeks later, it's closed or contingent mm -hmm. uh, and just already off the market. And uh, again, some of those, uh, it's rare to see a good property on the market for more than two weeks. Uh, you, so, you almost wonder if something something's wrong with it if it's been on the market for a month. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you would see something on for like, I don't know, a uh, uh, hundred days or something like that. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. what's wrong with this place? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's just uh, on fire uh, down here, literally. Uh, just people yeah. buying up everything they can. Hmm. Yeah. Well, good. Well, this was, this was um, really interesting. I, I think you touched on some good points that I'm happy we went through. Thanks for doing this during your lunch break or whatever it may be too. The last thing I did want you to touch on because you are working with COVID patients and all other patients right now, but while you you know have the microphone to the thousands of podcast listeners that are listening right now, um, what, what information do you want to get out there regarding COVID? What do you, this is normally when I have someone plug whatever they're doing, but for you, like, you know, the public health warning brought to you by Dr. Justin Dolce. Oh. Uh, so I would just say trust the process uh, using a Philadelphia term right there. Yeah, for there you go. I like uh, so I was going to say, uh, you know, it's been slow uh, with the rollout for this vaccine. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, both Moderna and Pfizer are getting out there now. I think uh, mm -hmm. yesterday's numbers were like 1.6 million vaccinated. So, mm -hmm. you know, just remember where we started at only a few hundred thousand uh, on one day. And again, that's that number is uh, more than tripled uh, at this mm -hmm. point. So the process, we are getting there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So be patient. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't, uh, don't abuse your hospital systems, phone lines or uh, mm -hmm. my chart portals or whatever uh, that you have to go through to get in contact with your healthcare provider. We will get everybody uh, that mm -hmm. wants one uh, with a vaccine. So we will get vaccine, vaccines in arms. Mm -hmm. Just be patient. Cool. Yeah. I'm hope my, my uh, expected value for mine is 4th of July. So figure it's going to be a lot America there. America yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for your time thanks for all your work and what you're doing right now both in healthcare and the time you spent today uh this was a lot of fun yeah well uh if you want to have me back uh, at any point just let me know oh uh, we'll we'll see how the responses are all right sounds yeah. good. cool all right. cool Bye. thanks boo boo yeah, no problem. thanks for listening to lodestar's lending leaders please like and subscribe wherever you get this podcast if you have any ideas for upcoming episodes or would like to be a guest, please reach out to us at lendingleaders at lssoftwaresolutions.com. Hope to hear from you.